coming to you from the Barrier Islands Center on Virginia's eastern shore. This is Sharing the Mic with David Phillips. In each episode, we try to give you a different perspective of life on the eastern shore, whether it's about an occupation or simply stories of what people who have lived here have done in their careers. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Sharing the Mic is a monthly podcast with each new episode appearing the first of each month. My guest is Anna Hart, a rising senior at the College of William and Mary. An Eastern Shore native, she is the recipient of the third annual Margaret Jane Dickinson internship at the Barrier Islands Center. The primary goal of the internship is to provide an individual an enjoyable summer experience at the BIC while pursuing their passion in life under the auspices of caring mentors. There's a different focus every year. Margaret Jane Dickinson was an ardent supporter of learning and teaching. Having enjoyed a long career as a grade school teacher in the Washington, D.C. area. After her passing, Jane's family felt that her lifelong contributions would best be commemorated through an endowment established in her name at the Barrier Islands Center and in support of her beloved Eastern Shore family. The Barrier Island Center has benefited from Anna's energy, creativity, and intelligence as she has completed one project after another. We hope that you will enjoy listening about her unique experience here on the shore. Anna Hart, welcome to Sharing the Mic. If you would, please tell us a bit about yourself. Where on the shore did you grow up? Um, I'm an Eastern Shore native. I've lived here my whole life. I grew up in Keller, up in Accomack County. I went to Pungatig Elementary School and then Nandua Middle and High School. And you're a rising senior at William & Mary. What's your major and what's the basis for your interest in that field of study? Yeah, so I'm majoring in geology with a minor in math. Um, but I've also taken some archaeology courses and things that I'm interested in. Um, I've always been interested in, in meteorology and the weather. And science and math have always been my strong suit. So when I was looking at colleges, um, I really liked the campus of William & Mary, and I really wanted to go there, but they didn't have meteorology. So I decided um, to try to find something that was as close to that as I could get. So I, and I looked up the prerequisites for a grad program in meteorology, and I kind of had done my undergrad track in geology and math so I could pursue a graduate degree in meteorology after I graduate. And so I guess that uh, tells me that you probably want to be a meteorologist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've always been, I've always been interested in, in the weather. Ever since I was a toddler, I would keep it, keep the weather channel on all night long and have it playing continuously. Um, and I've always been fascinated, especially with severe weather and hurricanes and things like that, because it's very prevalent on the East Coast and the West Coast. But um, growing up, the storms that would come through, I just loved to watch them. And um, so, yeah, I've always wanted to do something in the weather, and I just wanted to keep pursuing that dream. Do you have uh, visions of delivering the evening weather on some TV show? <laughs> um, that's possible. <laughs> um, I I don't know if I'd be good at that. I might be more of a behind-the-scenes type of person, but we'll see where it takes me. Sure. Uh, have you decided on a grad school yet? 
I'm looking at Hampton University and North Carolina State. Uh, I wanted something that wasn't too far away. And Virginia doesn't have too many uh, grad programs in meteorology. So um, I'm looking at Hampton right now. I expect then you've always been aware of the Barrier Islands Center. How did you learn about the Margaret Jane Dickinson internship and what prompted you to apply for it? Well, I I have heard about the Barrier Island Center before the internship, but I had never been um, because, you know, growing up on the shore, you always, when you go places, you always go off the shore. So um, I just heard about the Barrier Island Center and I wanted to have an internship locally for the summer. I wanted to be back home. And I was looking up local internships and the Margaret Jane Dickinson internship program popped up and it, it, it sparked my interest um, in the Barrier Island Center. Um, like I said, I'd never been before and it seemed like a real good opportunity to learn more about where I come from and to you know meet new people and interact with people. So. Where did you find it? Uh, did you just Google uh, internships on the Eastern Shore or tell me a bit about that process? I, I believe... Um, I looked up just internships on the Eastern Shore of Virginia, um, and I had, the past two years, I'd been interning at VIM, so the Virginia Institute of Marine Science, and I just looked up local internships. I think, I don't know exactly where I saw it on the internet, but I just looked up local internships, and, and this one popped up. And what was the process? Was there a an application that you had to fill out and... Yeah, I believe I when I um, decided I wanted to apply for the internship, I um, got in touch with Miss Megan and Sally, and I sent them my um, resume. I believe there was an application involved as well. And then Megan wanted to do a Zoom interview with me while I was at college. So we did that, and it went really well, and she wanted to meet me in person where I could meet Sally and, and come to the Barrier Island Center. So I, I did that when I was home on break, and it it sparked a real connection, I think, with this place. Um, they gave me a little tour, and we talked about my future plans and what I'm doing now, and, and I really enjoyed talking with them, and I was hooked right away. <laughs> As I understand it, and I don't think I interviewed last year's intern, but I did interview the intern two summers ago, and he was actually uh, very interested in uh, broadcasting and podcasts, that sort of thing. He, he went to UVA and had a podcast of his own. And at that point in my podcast career, he probably knew more than I did. At any rate, um, I, as I understand it, this internship has kind of a different focus each year. And I suppose that's dependent on who the intern is. What's been your focus? Well, I've been participating in a lot of uh, projects here. Um, I think my main focus was interacting with guests as they come in. I kind of had a setup at the gift shop and, you know, as they walk through the door, I would greet them and give them some information to get started. So I mainly did that. Um, I also helped with the Pirate and Princess Camp. I helped write a, a rapid grant for Virginia Humanities that we just turned in. Um, I helped update or redo some of the item labels that needed, you know, revamping. Um, and I just helped with whatever I could. Do you have any idea how many projects you've 
more involved in. Tell me, how, how long is the internship? So the internship is eight weeks. Eight weeks. Okay. Um, I started um, in late May, I want to say the 30th of May. Um, and as a part of the internship, I believe I participated or helped out with probably around five projects, mm-hmm. um, as well as doing the guest interactions. Which one do you think was the most challenging? I, I definitely think the grant writing. Uh, I've, I'd never written a grant before, so that was kind of intimidating. Um, and you kind of have to figure out how to write and what to say and how that you kind of have to see what the um, foundation is looking for and kind of go off that and how this your project or how the Barrier Island Center kind of focuses or ties into that. So that was hard. But Which one do you consider to be the, the most fun, the one you enjoyed the most? Um, well, what I, I really enjoyed interacting with people. Um, that was really fun. You know, working with the sweet ladies here. I really love talking with them and interacting with them as well. Um, I really, really enjoyed just learning um, about where I come from. I think that was something that I had overlooked most of my life. And so as I get older, I, I've come to appreciate the shore more and, and its history. So I really was that I think that was the most fun for me is learning, not only learning about the barrier islands, but also um, the almshouse and that history. Right. And that's fascinating. It's just mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, it is. How do you think this internship will inform the final year of college for you, if you think it will inform it? Oh, it, it definitely will. I've I've learned so many um, things. I've I think this internship has helped my communication skills a lot. Um, in the grant writing, I think that's a very important tool to have. But I think just interacting with people and and gaining knowledge and and things like that that's that'll be very useful for me. Of the experience you've gained through the internship, what do you think is the most valuable thing you've learned? Well, besides um, not underestimating Mother Nature, <laughs> um, I think it's just to appreciate where you come from. There's so many people that come through the Bayer Island Center that are from out of state or from out of town, and they appreciate the Bayer Islands and they want to learn more. And there is locals that come through as well, but... I think, you know, growing up, you really need to appreciate where you come from and and learn about that and focus on local things. I think that's very important. But and that's something that I didn't do as a kid that I wish I hadn't done. Mm -hmm. Can you estimate during the time you've been there about how many people visited the Barrier Island Center? It'd be interesting to know what the visitorship is all about. Yeah, so I... Over the past year, I believe they said they've had fifteen or 16,000 people come through. During my eight weeks here, I, if I had to estimate, I would say, um, you know, a 1,000, wow. somewhere in that range. Um, because on hot days and things like that, there's some days that are slower than others. Um, but there's been a lot of groups coming through and, and things like that. Do you have any sense of... Uh the visitor that was from the most distant point. Uh, Do you find out where they're from when you chat with them? Yeah. So uh, right when they walk in the door, I normally, you know, say, hello, have you visited with us before? And um, 
you know, if you haven't, you know, are you just, did you travel here? Where are you from? Things like that. And I think the furthest distance I met a family that came in from Germany. Wow. I think that was, um, they were visiting most of the people that are from out of the country and things they're visiting their family that live here. Um, and so the family kind of brings them to the Barrier Island Center, which is very cool. But yeah, I think Germany was the longest. And I suppose the Germans had better English than we do. (laughs) Probably. I think, I think that's a fair assumption. (laughs) It's amazing to me how when we go abroad, we expect everybody to speak English. But when we have Mm -hmm. guests in this country that are not from the United States, we expect them to have just as good English as we do. And that doesn't yeah. and they usually do mm-hmm. did you have any surprises uh, that something you just didn't expect would happen during the um i don't know about surprises i think there was i was um shocked with how many how much trust the women put into me because they hadn't really known me for that long um so them trusting me to write a grant and things like that, that made me feel very good that they, you know, pushed me to do that and to expand my background and and learn things. So that was a surprise, I think. But I was also shocked with how interested I would be in the almshouse form. I'd never heard heard about uh, poor houses before. So I think learning about that and uncovering that history really really was a surprise to me. I just expected to learn about the Barrier Island. So that was a nice surprise. Right. And it's my understanding that there's a new film afoot that they're now filming uh, that centers on the almshouse and the history of that. Did you have anything to do with that? Did you get exposed to Jim Spion and his magic? (laughs) Yeah. So he is he's wonderful. Um, he's a great director. I, he came, um, about halfway through my internship to do some filming and interviews for this eighth documentary film. And I got to listen in on some of the interviews and the filming, and it was a very tedious process. Um, very, I could never imagine myself doing anything like that. Um, but it was very cool to watch it. And, um, we got a little three or four minute clip of the interview that I watched you know, Mm -hmm. take place, um, when it was edited and it was amazing how the beginning of it to the, to the final interview, little clip, it was, it was great. So. Yeah. I've had some experience with filmmaking and, uh, as they say out in Hollywood, it ain't all tinsel friends. It's really (laughs) boring. Most of the time, a lot of waiting. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The museum at the Barrier Island Center is filled with hundreds of Mm -hmm. artifacts from the Barrier Mm -hmm. Islands and the shore and all over. Did you find any artifacts that you were particularly fond of? I liked a lot of the artifacts for different reasons. I think the one that I gravitated to at first was the harp. I've played piano since I was six years old. So uh, musical instruments have always fascinated me and that harp surviving that long and and how big and beautiful it was. I just really love that. I think also the twisted chimney and and the men's shoes as a part of the almshouse um, part of the exhibit is really cool. I actually was looking up about the twisted chimney and things. And it's, it's also not only for aesthetic purposes, but there was also a superstition 
that I found really interesting about it being a witch's crook. So witches couldn't fly down twisted chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little snippet. And then the shoes were also found in the attic. And that has a sort of um, supernatural superstition to it as well, where they would put really worn shoes away from, you know, in a place where no one would really go. So the attic um, and in the walls and, and the floors and things to attract negative energy to that instead of actual people. So that was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had something to tell the next intern mm -hmm. that comes along, what kind of advice would you give them or what would you tell them about your experience that would maybe help them get through their internship? Yeah, I would, I would tell the next intern just to, you know, go with the flow. I mean, there's going to be days where it's, there's a lot going on. I remember one of the days there was the filming for the documentary film. There was, we were setting up for um, a founder and friends event that same day. There was guests coming in, making noise, and we had to be like, can you lower your voice some? <laughs> um, things like that. So there's, there's days that are a lot going on, and I just say go with the flow and just have fun and enjoy it because eight weeks does go by fast, and just absorb all that you can, all the information that you can. Anna Hart, thank you so much for being on Sharing the Mic. Thank you for having me, and you have a great rest of your day. And you the same. Several years ago, Hampton Roads Public Media, WHRO, did a series of short spots called Our Eastern Shore. On each of our podcasts, I will revisit one episode. Listen. The Changing of the Seasons. You're listening to Our Eastern Shore. Ecclesiastes tells us that there is a season for all things, and so it is and so it has been for the Eastern Shore. Before modern medicine, winter brought the terror of often fatal childhood diseases. In the summer, parents in the past were haunted by the specter of polio. Late summer and fall threatened with seashore-altering hurricanes. Older Eastern Shore residents remember securing a supply of seasoned firewood, canning fruits and vegetables, and storing the root vegetables in dark, cool cellars. Hog killing was an annual ritual. Fields had to be prepared, boats had to be meticulously maintained, shotguns were cleaned and oiled. Seasonal fun was provided by school and church activities, commemorating each holiday with lavish detail. Some things remain the same, but much has changed with the years and the seasons on Virginia's Eastern Shore. Our Eastern Shore is created by WHRO in partnership with the Barrier Islands Center. Funding has been provided by the Virginia Foundation for the Humanities. You have been listening to Sharing the Mic with David Phillips, produced by the Barrier Islands Center on Virginia's Eastern Shore. Sally Dickinson, Executive Director. Kristen Dennis, Office and Marketing Manager. Megan Ames, Director of Planning and Development. Tracy Jones, Director of Education. The Barrier Island Center is located at 7295 Young Street in Machipongo, Virginia, 23405. The website is www.barrierislandscenter.org. If you have comments or questions about this podcast, 
please direct them to podcast at icloud.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Until next time, stay safe and be well.